are listening to the e-commerce maven podcast i'm your host christy sumer founder and e-commerce girl boss of the ethical fashion brand encircled and the e-commerce coaching company retail bliss this podcast is designed for e-commerce bosses who want to take their online store to the next level Together, we'll take on your toughest challenges, motivate you to do the work, and give you all the tools and strategies necessary to build a sustainable and profitable online store. You deserve to make money doing what you love, and I can help. Let's get you started on creating that e-commerce brand of your dreams. Hey, it's Christy. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce Maven podcast. It's been a couple weeks since I released an episode because actually I was moving, So I moved back into my old neighborhood, which I was living in before I became an entrepreneur. Um, And it's actually a really great move for me. So I'm super excited to be back in my old neighborhood, closer to my friends, closer to downtown and the action in the city of Toronto, um, as well um, in a much nicer and bigger space. Um, As you guys all have experienced if you have your own business at certain times you have to make sacrifices um, especially financially and I made a pretty big one for the last two or three years so um, it's nice to be back in a space that feels and I don't feel stressed about um, financially how I'm going to cover the rent so this is great so that's what I've been doing and just adjusting to that unpacking getting furniture and helping my dear dog Harlow settle in. It's been a bit of a rough one for her, but she's coming out of it. I think she's finally relaxing here and feeling better. Um, So this week, I'm going to dig into three ways that you can collaborate with others to grow your e-commerce brand. So collaboration is something that personally I'm really passionate about. I grew and circled, I would say, a lot of our first growth that we got from um, probably like the first couple years, I guess, of the brand, um, how we really got to over quote unquote six figures, um, and into that kind of like quarter of a million dollars space, I would say was largely attributed to influencer partnerships, um, as well as collaborations with other brands, but primarily I would say influencers. So um, collaboration can really be a important tool to growing your business at all stages. And there's different levels and depths you can go into. And there's definitely different approaches to collaborations and different ways you can collaborate and different avenues and people. But today I'm going to talk about um, three ways in terms of like three different types of like partners you can collaborate with and a couple of suggestions on how you can collaborate with those partners. So let's dig in. The first way I'm going to share that you can collaborate with others is by seeking out other brands who serve a similar customer. You want to find people I mean, if whoever you're going to collaborate with, whether it's a, a brand, influencer, service, or something else, or celebrity, for example, you really want to make sure that you guys share an audience. And what do we mean by that? Well, you want to make sure you have a very similar customer, um, that your customer that would buy from you might buy from them or read their blog. Um, And that's easier said than done. To figure that out, it can take some lead work, and depending on the influencer or collaborator or the brand, 
it may be difficult to figure that out that information because they may not know that information. But you can generally make some educated guesses to see if there is some similarities in brands. So for example, if you're seeking out other brands that have a similar customer, generally I tend to stay away from brands that are competitive. So from time to time, I will collaborate with quote unquote competitive brands if they are part of like a larger giveaway or contest or something like that. But in general, when I collaborate with my fashion line Encircled and other brands, I look for other kind of complementary brands. So for example, Encircled, um, our roots are really in travel clothing. So um, we have collaborated in the past with um, Hudson and Bleecker, which is a travel accessories brand. They do bags, purses, packing cubes. Um, what else do they do? Garment bags, really stylish, super chic stuff. Um, a great fit with our brand. Um, and we've also collaborated with jewelry brands before, but we've done more like, not bubble bar, but it was very similar to them. And perhaps not a great fit because a really different customer. So you really have to kind of feel it out and see what works. And sometimes, you know, you may collaborate with a larger brand who's not exactly the perfect fit, but they have a really great reach. But fundamentally, I think you need to make sure the values are aligned between your businesses, as well as there's some similarities with your customer that you're not totally like, let's say you are selling pet food organic pet food, you're not going to go collaborate with a treat company that only uses synthetic ingredients. Like you really want to make sure that fundamentally your values are aligned. Um, you also want to make sure that you have a great relationship and how you create that relationship is, um, well, there's a couple ways. I mean, I think you can reach out to them and do email intros and stuff, but nothing's better than jumping on a call or Skyping or um, Google Hangout so you can see the person in real life and just chat with them. Um, a lot of, if you're targeting, like if you're a smaller brand and you want to collaborate with another smaller brand, um, a lot of times it's really easy to get a hold of the CEO and the founder and to connect with them one-on-one. And oftentimes just that connection, even if nothing comes of it, like you don't do a collaboration together, um, just having that person in your network can be really helpful um, as well as you know, you guys can share war stories and successes and stuff like that. So hopefully it works out from like a collaboration standpoint, but that's not always the case, but that's okay. So I guess let's start with how do you find these brands? So the best way I found in the past to find brands like this is one, either through referrals, like somebody tells me about this other brand. So I've actually had a lot of influencers um, who we've worked with will say, oh, hey, have you ever talked to this brand? I think they'd be really great. So that's been a great source for us um, for referrals. And oftentimes those people will connect us directly with the founder or CEO, which is awesome. Um, the second way is to kind of do some creeping on some of your best customers and see who else they're following on Instagram or Pinterest. Um, you can get that information by just going to their profile if it's open and looking who they're following um, on Pinterest, same thing. And just have a look at the other brands that they're interested in. And there may be some synergies there. Um, so that's kind of how I find them. And then how you actually connect with them. I mean, a lot of it is just cold calling, like reaching out to them by email, getting to their customer service email, um, I'll also go through LinkedIn. 
I like I know that like sometimes too like as women in business we feel really spammy doing that but like realistically like I get so many emails on a daily basis from app providers or agencies who want to sell me something and they have no shame in following up a hundred times and they're not even offering me something for the most part that I need so if you're reaching out to a brand that genuinely you think you could collaborate with extend their reach extend your reach and it's a win-win then you should not feel guilty about doing it so definitely let that kind of stuff go if you're feeling that I totally get where you're coming from but you gotta let it go and just get over yourself and just make it make that initial contact um, as long as you have good intentions um, then I think it's all right so some ways you can collaborate with other brands um, and some of these I've tried and some of them I haven't um, definitely like a super easy way to collaborate is to do a contest so do some sort of giveaway with brands that are similar um, similar audiences so you could do you know, we're doing like a travel theme giveaway at the end of this month, and we're we've got a bunch of travel theme brands participating. Um, you can guest post on their blog, they can guest post on your blog. You guys can trade email newsletter mentions, you can do coupons um, or promotions to each other's audiences through the newsletter, or you could actually even like send the other person like physical cards to drop into their um, boxes that's an opportunity. Um, you could do takeovers on each other's Instagram stories or Instagram. Um, you can tag each other in other feeds. You could trade product and then photograph it. Uh, there's so many opportunities. So really get like super creative here because um, if you run into a brand that's about the same size as yours, generally like it's a good idea to partner with brands I think that are in the same range of size of your brand. It's just easier to work with them. Um, we have worked with larger brands at Encircled and generally I found that there's a lot of red tape involved in that kind of stuff. So it's a lot easier to partner with brands that are, you know, in and about your level, I think. So that is my brand collaboration spiel. Um, the next group of partners I think you should look at collaborating with is other service providers who also share a similar audience. So when I'm talking about service providers, I'm not talking about like shoe retailers. I'm talking about like, um, like a beauty salon or maybe a uh, yoga studio or something like that. Something that provides a service, um, that could be really interesting or have a shared customer base. Now, this audience, again, it's a lot of like legwork to figure out like who these people are. But again, you can do some super sleuthing, like research on the internet. The internet is a great space to find information about, you know, things that your customer likes to do. So for example, if your customer is really into Pilates, then maybe start looking at some Pilates studios to do some collabs. Um just do some digging and see what kind of interests are coming up in that respect. Does your customer love to get her nails done once a week or is she more like a blowout person? There's lots of avenues, again, you can go down on here. In terms of collaboration with service providers, of course, you can do something really traditional like um, a giveaway or a guest post. Um, but some other cool ideas might be to do like an event together so you could host a workshop together either at your studio or their uh, workplace 
where maybe you do like mini manicures or something like that for free. Um, maybe you could actually do a physical pop-up shop in their space um, or vice versa. Have them come to your space and do like mini blowouts for customers while they shop. I don't know. Um, or because they're an expert in a certain area likely, you could do something virtual like a webinar or educating on something like how to do the perfect blowout um, or a guest post or something like that. There's definitely ways to collaborate with services. I haven't done this a ton in with Encircled. I feel like we're just getting to this stage. Um, but we did partner with a nutritionist recently who, who I think is fantastic, um, named Joyce. Her brand is Joyce Health. Um, and she did a presentation at our workshop. Um, and afterwards, she sold some of her products and her books there. Um, and we have very similar audiences, so it was a great fit. Um, so that is an example of something that I've done from an event standpoint, but I'd like to do more stuff like that. Um, so the third group you can look at partnering with, and this one is really obvious, to be honest, to grow your business. Um, like I talked about at the beginning, influencers. So who is an influencer? That's a great question. Today, everybody thinks they're an influencer. I laugh because, and I shouldn't laugh, but like, Back maybe a few years ago when I started Encircled, like people would never email us and ask to like for free clothing if they had like 200 followers. But nowadays we get that all the time. It is so crazy. Um, it's all about monetization and free shit right now, which is just terrible, terrible. Um, it was a lot more quality over quantity back then. And now we get people all the time wanting free stuff um, because they have like, 700 followers on Instagram and I'm not saying that those followers aren't great but that's a very micro influencer and that's for a small brand to make it worthwhile it's just it doesn't make sense for the most part unless you're doing like a ton of people like that and at a very low cost um so when you look at influencers I mean there's mega influencers who I'd probably say are like celebrities um there's kind of like the bigger the bigger bloggers, you know, those people who have like 100,000 plus followers on platforms like Instagram and Facebook, etc. Um, then you kind of have those middle range people between like 20 to 100K and then kind of the 5 to 20K. Um, I really like working with the 5 to 20K people, like that kind of reach, um, because they're kind of up and coming. They're usually really focused on creating like really great content. Um, whereas I find a lot of times, and this is not totally the rule by any means, I have a lot of friends who are bloggers in the upper echelon of things, but a lot of times there's a lot more sponsorship involved in the upper levels of stuff. And sometimes the content becomes very geared around that and less like educational and genuine, um, which is sucky. And you can kind of sometimes see it happening with bloggers where they start to hit a threshold and then all of a sudden like every post is about Philadelphia cream cheese, for example. Um, so that's like kind of like a red flag. I like people who create genuine and original content. I don't mind people who do product reviews, but I think there's a way to do product reviews. It doesn't feel so freaking slimy. So anyways, but yeah, so the first step with like finding an influencer is to really, again, align it with your audience. So again, like looking at your best customers' profiles on Instagram and Pinterest, and even if you can find them on Facebook to see what they're interested in. 
and who else they're following, that is a great starting point. So if you see, um, or actually when you look at Facebook insights, if you have a custom audience already uploaded in Facebook, um, if you guys didn't know, you can upload your email list um, or your customer list to Facebook. And depending on the size, Facebook can provide you some insights. They'll tell you like who else your customers are following, et cetera, et cetera. So that can be really insightful as well. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, we did it recently with our page and um, our page over indexed with Poppy Barley, which is a ethical shoe brand that I hadn't heard of in Canada. Um, uh, Amy Porter. Oh my God, what is her name? almost said Amy Porterfield. That's like an online marketing expert. That is not right. Um, Amy Poehler. Oh my God. Amy Poehler Smart Girls. I think that's what it's called. It's a blog. Um, and then who else? Uh, I think Travel and Leisure Magazine or something. So we had like a bunch of like outlets that like really had a high correlation with our Facebook followers. So I think that's another avenue you can look for influencers potentially as well. Um, and then it's just really like sourcing them out, getting their information, checking their blogs, um, spending time seeing if they're the right fit. And then if you think, you know, from what you've seen, at least on their website and their Instagram, you know, you've got to reach out and make it really personal and spend the time to think about how you want to work together with them before you reach out to them. I think like with um, other brands and other services when you're collaborating, it can be a much more like collaborative process. And I'm not to say that like, I don't like to collaborate with bloggers, but sometimes I like to structure it. Usually I like to structure it around something, whether it's a product launch or I have a specific product we want to focus on promoting or getting more organic content around. Um, that's kind of how I approach influencers as an amplification of a, a marketing launch or something like that. So for example, we're launching a, a kit in the next few weeks and we're seeking out bloggers who will get, you know, the kit, photograph it, style it, experience it, provide their feedback um, on it. So I'd like to tie it into something or thematically something. Um, so in general, I like to reach out with like a purpose and intent. The odd time, you know, you will reach out to influencers and just not have any ideas and let them kind of co-create with you. But I always think it's good to have something kind of in your back pocket or some idea. And because you guys are all so good with your marketing plans, I know. Um, I hope <laughs> you got all planned out for the next 90 days what you need to do. So um, you just it's just a matter of slotting people in at that point. Um, and really like that process is really arduous. It takes a lot of legwork. You just have to like get a Google sheet going, put in contact information and just keep reaching out, following up, vetting, seeing if it's a fit, getting their media kit, understanding how they want to get paid or if they do want to get paid or if they're an affiliate program kind of person or not. Like there's so many steps to it. I, I'll do like a whole influencer um, kind of how to because I've got a lot of experience with them. Um, but for now, I just want to use them in this example as another avenue. Um, some things you can do with influencers that I think are interesting. You know, you can do the typical like product exchange review, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
but you could do something kind of cool. You could do a collection together or a product launch, or you could do um, even something virtual like a webinar or if they have a sp- particular expertise around like packing or um, organizing or something like that, have them educate your audience or do a guest post. There's so many ways you can collaborate beyond just like an Instagram post. So really challenge yourself and your team if you have one to get creative on these aspects. So in summary, the three ways you can collaborate with others um, to grow your e-commerce business is collaborate with other brands who have similar audiences, look to other service providers who also have similar audiences, and then last but not least, reach out to influencers. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in this podcast. If you did, please subscribe and leave us a review. Um, All reviews are helpful and they help Uh, get the podcast up in the rankings. Thanks so much, guys, and talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into the e-commerce maven podcast i'm your host christy sumer e-commerce boss extraordinaire of encircled.ca and founder of retail bliss if you'd like to check out the show notes they're available for you at retailbliss.ca and click on blog and search for the latest episode if you'd love to keep in touch i would too so check me out on instagram that's where i hang out the most at christy sumer that's k-r-i-s-t-i-s-o-o-m-e-r Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing awesome. Any small step is a step in the right direction. Keep up the work and we'll see you guys next week. Take care.